The Spur of the Moment podcast is proudly presented by Shane Daigie, Realtor of Always Here Properties. Selling your home, buying your home, first-time buyers, investors, and seasoned home buyers. Call or text 512-540-1626, and I'll be glad to help with all of your real estate needs. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Spur of the Moment podcast. I'm your host, Shane Daigie. And I'm your co-host, Drew Daigie. Welcome to episode 114 of Spur of the Moment. Yeah, and we have a lot to cover as the Spurs return to the Alamo Dome and the NBA record crowd showed up and showed out for your San Antonio Spurs. Yes, there were 68,323 fans in attendance as we played the reigning NBA champion, the Golden State Warriors. Now, unfortunately for the Spurs, we came up just a little short, but uh, but it was a good crowd and a good atmosphere, and the NBA record was set, so a lot of good things happened there. Um, you know, for the Spurs overall, I think it was a good team effort, but just the, the firepower of the Golden State Warriors is just a bit too much, and they had a solid balanced attack. You know, it kind of shocked me that Steph Curry only had 15 points because usually he lights it up for a lot more, but their whole team was in double figures, it seemed like. What were your thoughts about the game, Drew? Yeah, it was uh, crazy. I mean, I really liked uh, that we broke the record there. The atmosphere was great. We had a bunch. We had a couple Spurs legends there. I know Manu Ginobili there. I think there was a couple other legends there, but um, just a pretty uh, fun night. But as well as the game, we got crushed. I'm going to be completely honest. Um, the Warriors were dominating, and um, they just got the best of us. Yeah, and that's just how it goes sometimes. They were led by Jordan Pohl with 25, and Dante DiVincenzo had 22. So that was their two leading scorers. But uh, anyway, that was their former home, and uh, you know that's where the Spurs won their first NBA championship was uh, there while they were playing in the Alamo Dome. So anyway, the... Uh, on the other sideline, Steve Kerr was coaching for the Warriors, who also played in the Alamo Dome for the Spurs, so that was kind of cool as well. Let's get to our top two, bottom two. Drew, who were your top two? How about you start at this time? Okay, that'll work. I will start it, and I had Trey Jones as my number one. Trey Jones has really been putting putting it together and doing a lot of good things for the Spurs, but 21 points, five assists. He uh, hit two threes also, which has been a nice part to watch his game develop into that. And uh, was only limited to two turnovers. So for your point guard, that that's doable. So Trey Jones was my number one. My number two was my man Malachi Branham coming off the bench, popping 12 points, knocking down two threes. And just I love the fact that, that as a rookie coming into the Alamo Dome, an arena he's never played in before, and to be able to still be a sharpshooter like that, I think big things are in store for Mr. Branham as he becomes a not-teenager anymore in the future. But uh, great night for Malachi, so that's my top two. What about you? Yeah, so my number one top two, I also had Trey Jones. Another good night from Trey Jones, the leading scorer for our team. He put up 21 points, five assists, he shot 7 of 11 from the field and 2 of 2 from the three-point line in 30 minutes. Just a good night from Trey Jones all around. My second top two, I'm going to go with, um, 
would I have? I'm going to go with Doug McDermott, who had 14 points, 2 rebounds, 1 assist, shot 5 of 7 from the field, and 1 of 3 from the 3-point line in 22 minutes. Those are my top two. All right. Well, I'm going to get to my bottom two. And on my bottom two, I had Mr. Jeremy Sohan, which you know how hard that is for me to put him on the bottom two, but just wasn't his best night. And he shot two of nine overall, which is what you expect from a 19-year-old rookie. That's why Malachi's game stood out to me. But Sohan, you know, he did chip in eight boards, but uh, he had four points and uh, a couple turnovers to chip in there as well. So just Jeremy Sohan also didn't have an assist, so he was my number one. My number two was Zach Collins. He came off a great outing, and this one was not so great. One of seven shooting overall, two turnovers, and uh, just finished out with two points. So that's my bottom two. What about you? Yeah, so for my number one bottom two, I have Joachim Pertl, who um, in this game he had eight points, ten rebounds, shot, but shot two of nine from the field with three turnovers and 26 minutes, and I thought Joachim Pertl was going to do a little bit better against the Golden State Warriors. The Warriors are a guard-heavy team, lots of guards on that team, but I thought Joachim Pertl was going to do a little bit better against the Warriors, but he really didn't really he didn't really shoot the ball very well. My second bottom two, I'm going to go with Zach Collins. In 12, in 12 minutes, he shot seven shots, only made one of them, had two points, two turnovers in 12 minutes. So those are my two bottom two. All right. Well, now it's the time of our show, and we didn't get to it last episode, but we are getting to it this episode, is we're the fourth-seeded team, fourth-worst record in the NBA, which puts us in the lottery running, and we just did a lottery simulation. Like we said, we're going to do one per episode and talk about where that lands the Spurs and what player gets to be in San Antonio. Tonight's lottery... We had the fourth best record. The number one overall pick went to the Orlando Magic, where they get Victor Webinyama to couple with Paulo Bancaro and that loaded uh, loaded young team they have. The number two pick went to your San Antonio Spurs tonight, which would put Scoot Henderson most likely as the new point guard of the San Antonio Spurs. Drew, your thoughts about Scoot? Yeah, so my thoughts about Scoot, I think he is one of the best players in this draft class, obviously. I think he might be, he might have the um, highest floor in this draft class. I think Scoot Henderson is very athletic, very talented. A lot of people compare him to John Morant, but he's a little bit taller than John Morant and probably a little bit stronger than John Morant. So I think Scoot Henderson would fit very well into this team, and he could slide Trey Jones back to the bench to be the backup. All right. Well, interesting take there. And I know Scoot and Ja are friends, and I just think about that picture of them practicing at the gym, and he just towered over him. He was a lot thicker, bigger, looked more like a physical specimen. Looked older. Than Ja, he did. He looked older. And he's only 19 years old, so he'll fit in nicely with the Spurs. Actually, right now, today, he hasn't quite turned 19 yet. He'll actually turn 19 on February 3rd. But just to go over some of his stats, he in the G League is averaging 20 point, uh, sorry, yeah, 20.4 points a game, 6.1 assists per game, 4.8 rebounds a game, and 1.5 steals, which I like a lot. So 
That is what Scoot Henderson could bring to the table, standing at six foot two, 195 pounds. But I'm telling you, I think you know a lot of people focus on Victor Webb and Yama, but you might see Scoot Henderson be the most impactful overall player right out of the gates out of this draft. I'm not saying in the career, but I'm saying that rookie year, I think Scoot Henderson, uh, it's obviously probably going to be between him and Vic for rookie of the year, but I think he's on equal footing as far as that award goes, just because I think his body and his maturity is NBA ready. So that's where we landed on the uh, draft status for tonight. Now let's get to our question of the day. And tonight's question comes from Greg in Holotus, Texas. Greg's question was, who do you think has a more promising upside, Blake Wesley or Malachi Branham? Drew, I'll let you take this first. Yeah, so this is a very good question. Um, I think um, it's a very you could go either way, but I'm actually gonna go with Malachi Branham. I think he has the higher upside here, but I do think Blake Wesley has a higher floor. But if Malachi Branham can keep on hitting shots like this and develop that jump shot even more, have a consistent jumper, I think that he could become a 15 points per game type of player. So I think Malachi Branham has a higher ceiling. Okay. Now I actually agree with you on that. If you couldn't tell by my top two, but I just, I really like Malachi Branham's shot. I like his maturity. I like what he's bringing to the table. Now with that being said, I'm a lot higher on Blake Wesley than I was after watching him in the summer league. And a lot of people got excited because of just his energy and uh, the speed at which he plays. But I'm actually more excited now that I've seen him slow his thought process down and the game slowed down a little bit for him. I think that helped him go into the G League for a bit, and he'll be back down in the G League for a few more games as they hone his his craft. But, uh, yeah, ultimately I think Malachi Branham doing what he's doing already at 19. I just can't wait to see what his future holds because he really is a pretty good, pretty good shot and a pretty good sharpshooter for the Spurs. And he's had a really solid rookie season. So we appreciate your question, Greg. And now it's time for the next segment of our show called This Day in Spurs History. Drew, what do you have for us? Yeah, I'm going to take us back to January 13th, 2010, where the San Antonio Spurs faced the Oklahoma City Thunder. The Spurs coming into this game were 24-13, and while the Thunder were 21-17. and The Spurs ended up getting this win by one point, 109-108. to Our leading scorer in this game was Tony Parker, who had 28 points and 8 assists. A great night from Tony Parker. Dewan Blair, who had 28 points, 21 rebounds. That's pretty good. Richard Jefferson, who put up 13 points, 6 rebounds. And we had George Hill, who put up 16 points. And we had Antonio McDice, who put up 13 points. Only eight players played in this game, so a lot of guys had heavy minutes. So a really interesting game, and the Spurs ended up winning this one. Yeah, I was looking at the minutes. 41 minutes for Tony and 40 minutes for whoever was next. Richard Jefferson. Richard Jefferson. Yeah, and I guess Tim Duncan might have been injured or out on this one. Yeah. But uh, anyway, that was a great win. That, that was back in the day. Yeah, Monty was there. Back in the day whenever uh, – uh, Players played 40-plus minutes in the game. You don't see that much anymore. But uh, nice win. Nice this day. Thanks, Drew. All right, now it's time to preview the upcoming game. And the upcoming game, uh, me and the co-host of the Spur of the Moment podcast are going to be there. 
It's going to be Sunday night, January 15th at 6 o'clock as the Sacramento Kings roll into town. And the Sacramento Kings are an interesting, young, very talented team. They uh, have a 22-18 and 18 record overall as we come into this thing with a 13-30 and 30 record overall. Uh, Drew, what can you tell us about Sacramento? Yeah, so coming into this game, the Sacramento Kings are fifth in the Western Conference, first place in the Pacific Division with a really with a lot of really good teams. The Kings have De'Aaron Fox, who's averaging 24 points, DeMontis Sabonis, who's averaging 19 points, Kevin Herter, who came from the Hawks, he's averaging 16 points, Harrison Barnes is averaging 14, Malik Monk's averaging 14, and... Um, Keegan Murray, their rookie, who I thought was going to be a little bit better, but Keegan Murray is putting up 12 points. So I think the Kings are very, very good. A lot of young, um, a lot of young players, but also DeMontis Sabonis, who's a veteran. So, what are your thoughts on this Kings team? I love De'Aaron Fox. I was watching him earlier when the Spurs played them uh, way back in November. It was November 17th, and I was just floored by how fast that guy was and how high his motor was. He actually made a phantom of me for him that night. Uh, he scored 28 against us and had eight assists and just was really stellar. Um, I think it's going to be a tough matchup. They beat us 130-112 to 112 earlier in November, so they're definitely a, a talented, young, exciting team. Uh, it's going to be an interesting matchup on Sunday night, but uh, we'll be there and we'll be in person and we'll be able to give you a spur of the moment. Uh, count recount of that game. My player to go off for this one, I would have picked Devin Vassell because he went off against him the first time we played him, uh, but obviously he's not going to be there. So I'm going to pick the guy that didn't play in that game earlier in the season against the Kings. I'm going to go with Keldon Johnson. He didn't play in that one because he had a left ankle injury at the time, but I have a feeling he's going to go off. And uh, I'm going to actually pick a small... Little upset on this one. I think the Spurs are going to win this game by three. And uh, I think it's going to be a, a Doug McDermott three-point shot as the time expires to win this game. So <laughs> we'll see how that goes. And uh, we'll be there. And we'll be back at you with a Spur of the Moment podcast. Now it's time for Drew's prediction. Yeah, so for my player to go off, I'm going to go with Trey Jones, who's had a really good stretch over the last 10 games. In the last 10 games, Trey Jones has averaged a little over a little over 15 points, uh, f- five assists, four rebounds. He's playing great basketball. And my prediction for this game, I'm also going to go with the Spurs to win this game by seven points. I don't know, I've been to about four Spurs games, and I haven't seen them lose yet. So I'm actually going to go with the Spurs to keep on winning. All right. I like it. The good vibes and the good mojo. Well, that brings us to the end of this episode of the Spur of the Moment podcast. Thanks for joining us, ladies ladies and gentlemen. And Drew, would you take us home, please? Yes. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And as always, go Spurs, go!